playing it safe, I see. Yes. Aha. I've learned to be married. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to beer, bourbon, and why are you shaking the bourbon? When you shake it up, it looks like pee. <laughs> like a very unhealthy pee. But, uh, balderdash. Balderdash. <laughs> Sorry. That's I just, hilarious. I was trying to aerate it, but the top's not open. Are so you supposed doesn't... to aerate whiskey? I don't know. Maybe. I don't oh. think it matters if it's never been opened. Are you I guess not. Are you doing a search on this? Pop, no, pop, I'm okay. not. All right. I mean, I should. Should you aerate whiskey? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they would make like a Venturi for brown. It might help. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just dead air over on this side. How are you, Wes? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Glad to to be here in in person, face to face. I know. Another in person. How about that? That's because we're going to watch the Huskies defeat Michigan tonight. That's right. That's right. We're going to have some taco soup. Go Cougs. And uh, we're not going to have cornbread, but we're going to (laughs) have chips. (laughs) That's my bad thing. (laughs) I committed to it, but then uh, Uh, I think Heritage Distilling took over. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsoring our show tonight. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, uh, for our listeners, hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, it'll be on a modern podcast app Woo-hoo. like Fountain or Podcast Guru or Podverse, which I suggest you go. You can go to modernpodcastapps.com or newpodcastapps.com. Get yourself a podcasting 2.0 app, and then you can see when we go live. Uh, you can send us Satoshis with comments, all sorts of fun stuff like that. So um, even if uh, even if we're not, Still on there. You should still do that and listen to all your podcasts that way. Mm-hmm. Actually, very easy. And ditch Spotify and ditch Apple because they're Amazon. poop and Amazon. And uh, the podcasting industrial complex is uh, imploding <laughs> anyways. So I think uh, – Sorry, Joe Rogan. Od- Odyssey, Odyssey? Odyssey? Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, just filed for bankruptcy. Spotify is going down the tubes. That's right. They did. Mm-hmm. So a because lot of these. who could have seen the changes in the I know. podcast economy? That's what they said. Yeah. What a bunch of morons. Yeah. Well, uh, Adam Curry always says you cannot monetize the system. Mm-mm. So it's value for value, and that's what we work off as well. We're a value for value podcast, which means that if you find value in anything that we say, uh, we ask that you just give that value back in time, treasure, and talent. That is the way that they do it on No Agenda, and it's worked for them for 16 years. And uh, we want to uh, ride those curtails as it is, and mm-hmm. uh, the same thing. So whether it's a coattails, that what I said, curtails, curtails, <laughs> coattails. <laughs> I haven't had a thing to drink yet today, and. Uh, and we want to be able to do the same thing. So if, if you want to send us artwork, if you want to uh, send us um, Satoshis, if you want to send us jingles for the different segments that John and I do, mm-hmm. um, I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, maybe a little less yelling than we've tried, but that's all right. What are you talking about? Well, it's this isn't really a death metal podcast. Yeah. It could be. You don't like the... Well, I, I, I like it from somebody <laughs> more talented than you and me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i do I like agree with that metal. i i like i like metal music i agree with that i just like it when people are good at it yeah that's and which us. is not us yeah that's true 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree with that one hundred percent. All right, there, done. Uh, yeah, and speaking of that, um, I reached out to Mike Riley, Mikey Riley, excuse me, Mikey Riley, as our uh, it's our mate across the pond, as it were, over at uh, Disrupt the what is it? Disruption Brewing Company. Disruption Brewing Company, or disruption is. Brewing. Oh, disruption is brewing. It is brewing, yeah. And I just said, hey, uh, you know, I haven't heard from you in a while, but happy new year because we care about our listeners or mm-hmm. our producers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, uh, <laughs> he said, oh, mate, I'm still trying to get beer over to you. The first lot went missing. This time <laughs> I know to cover the beer labels. <laughs> he said that. I said, that's awesome. Uh, when we get it, we'll have you on. Does that sound good? And he goes, Happy New Year to you, gentle giants of greatness. We're gentle giants of greatness, John. That's sweet. Man, this guy's a sweet talker. He's a sweet talker. Uh, he says, yeah, man, I'm so down to come on the show. And I said, okay, well, we'll figure out a time to Zoom when we get the beers. And then he says, uh, thanks for getting in touch, though. I love listening to you guys. And, Mikey, we just, we're just thankful that you reached out to mm-hmm. us. And that's all it takes, folks. Yep. Just reach out to us. John and I were very accessible. We um, we haven't hit a big yet, so now's the time to get on the ground floor. <laughs> That's right. You want me to sign something? I'll sign it. Yeah, we'll sign things. That's for sure. That's funny. We'll get some rookie cards made. Yeah. And then I got this little uh, tidbit. Um, so one of our listeners, our Florida listeners, Michelle, um, she's a longtime listener. Um, she said some very sweet things to you and I mm-hmm. when we had them over um, the last week. I think last Tuesday, Wednesday, and they came over and had dinner, and so did Trina and Adam, and so I took Michelle down to the podcast room, basement, (laughs) and uh, had her put on the headphones and just kind of gave her the podcast experience, as it were, and uh, I thought uh, maybe we can listen to that. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Can, but you got to... I can't. I definitely can't do that. But you have to talk into the mic. This is weird. Is this what <laughs> radio is like? Yeah. This, this is how everyone feels when they first, yeah. uh, you know, put feels on like? put on yeah. headphones. Yeah. She sounds great, though. Yeah, she does. You want to hear something cool? Yes. I hit the wrong button. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how we start the show. This I is what it. John talks over all the time, and I have to mute him. I love it. I love that opening. And welcome, everybody, to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. <laughs> I have a special guest with me tonight, and it's Michelle. Michelle from Florida. Michelle, we've been friends for a long time, haven't we? Very long time. Very long time. And tonight, you got a master class in bourbon. How was that? It was excellent. Yeah? What was your favorite? You had a favorite. The rye. Yes, the rye. The Sagamore Spirit Rye. And why did you like that one in particular? Why do you think you like that one in particular? Because it had personality. It had personality. It was great. Yeah. And just like your husband, lots of personality. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah. I got educated. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show and being one of our our, our fans, our producers, and uh, when I look down on our statistics and I see Florida, I know that's you listening down there. So thank you so much, John, and I really do appreciate it. I'm here to support you. Yeah, love we it. love that. We love that. So thank you for taking time. I know this is awkward for you, but I really appreciate you wanting to record a little something here. So, And we love you guys yes. very, very much. Well, thank you. You want to say anything else? I just miss you. Oh, I love listening. Yeah, 
And I love the education you just gave me. Yeah. There you go. Folks, listen to Beer, Bourbon, and Bald and Ash, and you will have lots of education in, well, nonsense mostly, but sometimes beer and sometimes bourbon. Yeah, good laughs and good times. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. Love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. We're an educational podcast now. (laughs) I'm going to put that down. (laughs) I am. What do you think? That was pretty good, huh? What a sweetheart. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so we, um, I sat her down, and because she doesn't know a lot about, um, she doesn't know a lot about bourbons, but she does like whiskey and bourbons and stuff. So, um, as you know, I sat her down and put her through the full gamut Mm -hmm. of, um, bourbons and whiskeys and single malts and peated whiskeys and so all the different colors of the whiskey rainbow as it were and uh, i think she really enjoyed it and she Mm -hmm. actually found some things that she liked and didn't realize that she would like and uh she got to taste what you know a higher end made whiskey not necessarily price would taste like and what a cheap whiskey tastes like and yeah so i love doing that that's that's part of the fun of meeting our producers is being able to have those kind of moments. And then, you know, after I got off, um, after we uh, ended the recording, you know, she goes, Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I said, I bet you if I spent three more minutes, a total of five minutes with you and we were sitting down cause we were standing up cause all the chairs were upstairs. <laughs> I have a small house. Um, I said, I bet you, you would just calm down and mm-hmm. it would just be a conversation and I probably wouldn't be able to shut you up. Probably not. Because she's a talker. Yep. So we love you, Michelle. We love you, Matt. And Trina and Adam, thanks for coming over and uh, starting our year off right. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. It was really great spending time with them. I've never met them in person before. I've just heard of them and, and they're wonderful people. That was a really great night. Yeah. You've really met fun. Trina and Adam before. Though. met Trina and Adam before. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but no, it was, a great, it was a great group. Like, I get a lot of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And Helen asked me afterwards, like, was was it challenging because sometimes it is and it really wasn't it was like it was so comfortable i couldn't stop telling talking to her about like how comfortable and Mm. friendly and just like at ease it felt Mm -hmm. uh it yeah it was just great i had a a really great time i also wanted to say i really appreciated that in the lineup of the whiskeys you shared you had jack in there as Mm -hmm. like the level setter because it's like one that people kind of know um i think a lot of people drink it and think this is what whiskey is Mm -hmm. uh and there's a huge gamut of better and worse whiskeys mm-hmm. related to that. That's like the the good, like, it, if you don't know what to get, you get something like that because you know what it's going to be, but it's not going to be the best one you've ever had, but it's not going to be like drinking cough syrup. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Get yeah. It's going to be okay. Be fine. Yeah. Not bad. Not the best. I don't know if I gave her Evan Williams or something like that, but I, I think I did. I think Evan Williams was one of them. And I was like, it's well whiskey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would if you ordered a drink, you wouldn't know you're drinking well whiskey. You'd just be getting schnockered. Yeah, just brown alcohol. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, but yeah. no, that, that was great, and that, that was really fun. It was, uh, I think, even alongside it, like she was the only one really doing the the tasting and getting the education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it like created a lot of conversation around the table, mm-hmm. both about the whiskey specifically, and then the regions they come from, and the conversations about how it's made. And uh, I think for people who were not well versed in it. It's far more complex than mm. people give it credit for. Yeah. And it's also not for everybody. Like Helen had one of the bunches that she actually liked, which is a rarity. Um, that was a shock. I don't think I've ever found one that she's like, I could drink that. Yeah. We're getting her there. Someday we'll ruin her palate. <laughs> or not. And, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. If she could start smoking, <laughs> we, we wouldn't make out as much, but she would probably like bourbon more. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> she might. Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of bourbon. No, we're speaking of beer. I know. Speaking of beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's what I said. Uh, so... This weekend, yeah. we had the pleasure of spending an entire day together. I know. Going to the Olympic Peninsula from breakfast to dinner, uh, just having a good time. And the first place we stopped, well, it was the second place we stopped because we stopped at that coffee shop. But we had brunch uh, uh-huh. at the Slippery Pig in uh-huh. Polsbo, Washington. I've never been there before. I thought the place was great. Yeah, I did too. Um, I had a 12-pound breakfast burrito. <laughs> you did. I only ate half of it, and I still felt overfull. <laughs> and, and then Dana plowed through most of the rest of it at another brewery. Yeah, she I did. I mean, you helped, but. Yeah, just a bit, though. Yeah, but it was like, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right on the water downtown. Uh, Polsbo, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like Polsbo a lot. I do, too. Uh, so we picked up a beer from them. Mm-hmm. I looked up on their website a little bit about their story. Apparently, they started as farmers. Oh. Uh, the brewery started in 2010. Uh, and they've been going strong ever since. At a farm? Uh, I missed that part. I don't. I think they had a tasting room, but then they moved. They used the proceeds from the tasting room to open that location. Oh, okay. I think it's what it was. I could be wrong. Slippery pig, let me know. You're delightful people. The staff there was great, too. They're yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were sweet. So so what we got today, pick this up while we were there. To espresso stout. drink on the podcast is there. Yeah, their espresso stout. Cafe Cocina. Yeah. Made with local gravity-fed cold brew from our friends at Cafe Cocina. Cocina? So Cocina or Cocina? I would say Cocina. Cocina. That's what I thought. Okay. God, why do they use such tiny letters? This is a huge bottle. Yeah. Do you want some reading glasses? No, I'll just... Dana's got I'll a just, pair right there inside the sauna. I'll just use my magnifying app on my phone. <laughs> just get the glasses. It's no, a good. one point. I can read one this point. One. Okay. They didn't do gold letters on, on a light gray label. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. What uh, one thing we know here in the great Pacific Northwest is beer. Another is coffee. And what better way to put them together than to team up with local coffee roaster? Just over a mile from the Slippery Pig Brewery. This makes you friends. sound like a slow reader. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I words. Uh, our friends at local cafe, <laughs> Casina Coffee Roasting Company, uh, we blend their cold brew coffee into the Easy drinking stout for smooth coffee flavor. That will be sure to tantalize your taste buds. Tantalize. Brewed and bottled by Slippery, Slippery Pig Brewing Company, Pillsbury, Washington, 98370. Mm-hmm. com. Love it. All right, let's do this. Pop it. What did you have when we were there? What was what beer did you order? Uh, the Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. How was it? Gosh, that was great. It was almost like it had like a strawberry taste to it too. Mm-hmm. It was good. I had their rhubarb. Oh yeah, the rhubarb IPA. I think it was. Yeah, it was delicious. I was a little worried that it was going to be sweet, like a strawberry rhubarb pie, which actually wouldn't have been so bad because I love strawberry rhubarb. Yeah, that's pie. like my favorite. My grandma used to make that for my uh, birthdays, but it wasn't. It just had like that rhubarb bite. It was tart. It was tart. Yeah, it was delightful. Yeah, some people like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like bitter things. Well, tart. Not really bitter, but yeah. Tart. Uh, what well, anyway, do we, what's oh, the ABV? Is, uh, 6.7%. Oh, cool. Hand labeled. I, I love like espresso it. stout. Like yeah, me too. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> oh. I just smelled my microphone. <laughs> I smell like your breath. I just smelled the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like cold brew coffee. Mm. 
It does. Actually, this is dangerous. It doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it well, whatsoever. It, it tastes like cold brew coffee. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> Nicely done, Slippery Pig. Yeah, and you know, uh, there was that sign up on the wall there of the Ludafisk champion of like 2017 mm-hmm. or whatever, and his name was like Dave or something like that. And for those that don't know, what's Ludafisk? It's limed fish, white fish. It's gelatinous white fish. They lime it. As a form of cooking it. Yeah, not like it. limes in a Pacifico. No. Uh-uh. And it's um, it's gross. Yeah, it sounds it's gross. gross. So when when we walked in, though, that old man that sat, or the while we were there, an old man walked in and mm-hmm. sat behind us, and his name was Dave. And he kept looking at me because I said, oh, this is this the Dave that won the Ludafisk? And I thought he heard me, but he kept staring at me. And he didn't have like a, a gentle face. He was kind of like glaring at me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I wanted to ask him, but I didn't because I was a little cowardly. But I was like, hey, are you the Dave that ate all the lutefisk? Because I wanted to hear that story, but that didn't happen. <laughs> you should have. That would have been amazing. Aren't you glad I told you that story? I feel like if, if <clears throat> like, there wasn't hardly anybody there, but we showed up, like, a minute after opening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> there was actually this couple that came in, or two couples that came in, and and she was like, I'm trying to decide if I want a bloody mary or a hair of the dog and she ended up getting a white claw with a straw <laughs> <laughs> like okay yep they had a good time last night yeah they're, they're in recovery mode yeah well i mean what's weird about that is a bloody mary is a hair of a dog yeah but i feel like which if you're going the <clears throat> white claw road or like a seltzer you're like i need it to get into my bloodstream quickly i don't need any like pepper and tomato juice to block the yeah. process yeah so I, I believe in her. I think she turned out great that day. <laughs> I have no idea who it was, but I'm sure it was wonderful. You're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great. You're winning at life. You're T- winning Today, life. anyway. Yeah. So. Anyway. No, this is delicious. Uh, good job, Slippery Pig. We'd like to try more of your stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, well, they have the Frost Fest that's coming up um, mm-hmm. in February. February. I would love to go do that. Was it 9th, 10th, and 11th? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I would love to go do yeah. that. So that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, make it so we could report from there. We could we could <laughs> coming to you live. Oh yeah, I can get my little uh, my smaller podcasting thing. I'm just walking around clapping my hands in the microphone, so it sounds like we're in a helicopter. Yeah, that would be annoying, very annoying. Yeah, that would be. No really one annoying. would like that. <laughs> I, I would like it. Uh, do we have a beer trivia tonight, Johnny? Uh, so. I again, I don't have my game with me, so we're not pulling the cards. But I did want to do. Uh, I found a thing that's like just quick beer quiz, and I wanted to run through it really quick with you. I think this would be fun. Okay. It's time for beer trivia with Johnny. All right, we're gonna make this happen really quick. Okay. I'm Johnny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, real quick. What type of beer has the highest alcohol content? Kolsch, Stout, Pale Ale, or Pilsner? Pale Ale. Nope. Stout. Stout. Uh, this is deceiving because, and I actually went through this a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't like this question mm. because it's based on averages, not on like any specific detail. So it's like gotcha. stouts normally range from 5 to 10%. IPAs are. Six to seven percent. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, all right. Next question. I mean, that's true. I mean, it's true. Technically, the flower that gives beer its bitter taste is hops. Hops. Uh, it's flower. What is the technical name for brewer's yeast? Zymergy, zygotica, 
Saccharomyces or Acoramyces. It's not that one. Acuna Matata. The second to the last. Zygotica? No. Oh. So this is a good one for homebrewers because there's a homebrewing magazine called Zymergy, which is not it. Oh, <laughs> and I feel like it would throw people off because they know that word, but yeah. sac- Saccharomyces is the name of the bacteria. Saccharomyces. 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 Is it with an S? Yes. Oh, I was hearing Z. C's. So it's a That's sugar. Saccharo. It's a, it's a fungus, fungus, technically. Okay. So it's yeast. Yeast is a yeast, fungus, yeah. and it's sim- it's very similar to the yeast you use in bread. By the way, do not use bread yeast to make beer. It will taste terrible. I'm sure. Uh, all right. Uh, what is the oldest? What brewery is the oldest in the world? Heineken, Weinhestefener. I said that. I butchered that. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that German? Yes. Amstel or <laughs> uh, Hefeweizen? Stupid Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen? It's not even a brewery. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not that one. Yep. It's the second one. All right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's located in Bavaria, Germany. Since 1923, the brewery has been operated in conjunction with the University of Munich. Nice. Uh, well, maybe one more. Yeah. What's what is the amber liquid extracted from malted barley called? Ale, yeast, wort, or head? From malted barley. Mm-hmm. Ale, yeast, wort, or head. Wort. Wort is correct. Yeah, that's what the liquid's called before it's fermented. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's also called wort when you make whiskey. That's just the sugar water. Yep. Uh, what must be kept steady to protect the flavor of beer? Yeast flow, temperature, drinking, stirring. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second one. What's the second one? Tem- uh, temperature. temperature. <laughs> uh, I can't figure out the words. <clears throat> what the temperature. Well, yeah, I was so focused on drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's like the hardest part of making beer is maintaining mm-hmm. temperature. Mm-hmm. So like if you're making lager, it has to stay below a certain temperature or you yeah. get weird flavors. Yeah. But you can also change... <clears throat> the complexity of the beer by changing the flavor. And there are some beers and I've made some like this where over the process of fermentation, you increase and decrease the temperature to get different flavors out of it. Can you taste it at that time to see if it's what you like? And then you like, Oh, I wonder if I did this, but you can't take it back, right? You can't take it back. No, you can't like fix it later. Yeah. So like if you, if you ferment too hot, you tend to get like, some of the hotter alcohols and some weird flavors like banana or butter, mm-hmm. like a really buttery beer is like usually that. fermented mm-hmm. too warm. Sure. Like, I mean, like it tastes like a stick of butter. It's not good. Okay. Never mind. That's it. Uh, and then like, it's just, if you look into it, it's really interesting. Just like with whiskey, you can, you can learn the complexities and the flavors, but you also can identify defects. Mm. Uh, and part of becoming a beer judge is learning the different defects, defects. I don't know why I said defects. I always say defects, <laughs> whatever. Defects. Um, so you identify it, and part of the goal as a judge is to be able to identify those and tell somebody what they might do from a process standpoint to be better. So like if it tastes like Band-Aids, you probably have an infection, different things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Band-Aids and infection. Band-Aid beer. It's gross. Anyway, that's good. We can move on. <laughs> Maybe one more. Loggers are yeah. ideally meant to be drunk at what temperature in Fahrenheit? 40 to 50, 50 to 60. So this is stupid. I'm skipping that one. Okay. So it's a beer. You're not going to drink it at 90 degrees. Yes, 90, 90 degree beer. Degrees. Could you imagine? Hot beer. That's what I want. Gross. <laughs> oh, these questions are getting dumber. What does IPA stand for? Skip. In- Inca Pale Ale. 
It's the worst. It's not good. In what country does Pilsner originate? Czech Republic, Japan, Mozambique, or Australia? Czech. 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 The thickness of beer in your mouth can be referred to as what? Mm. Body, wart, head, foam. Body. Body. Dang, these are not very hard. No, okay, we're going to move on. Beer contains which vitamin? <laughs> a, B, C, or D? B, beer. B, beer. It actually does contain a lot of vitamin B. <laughs> it's not that bad for you. What type of beer is brewed in Germany? Do you want some vitamin September? D? That's dumb. God, okay, this is a bad quiz. <laughs> this is like a toilet paper quiz. <laughs> like you get a, from, the, from the store and they're like, toilet paper quiz. Of hey, if we day. own a brewery, can we have that toilet paper? Then? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey guys, look what I got a quiz for you. <laughs> Just run out the bathroom. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Rawr. <laughs> Balderdash. <laughs> Word. Oh. <sighs> the day. All right, that's fine. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. We uh, didn't. If you hate this, producers. You can help. I just want to point out that people are listening on purpose, so you can always turn it off. Don't turn it off. <laughs> Stay with us. Stay with us. Okay. Uh, the balderdash word of the podcast, the night, I don't know how to say it, is zucchetta. Oh, that's a type of cheese. Zucchetta. 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 No, cheddar. Zucchetta. Well, it's actually, zucchetta. It's a cheese dish based on vegetables that are similar to zucchinis. <laughs> Related, but they're yellow. What's her? Oh, like, so it's like a gourd. It's a yeah, gourd. It's, it's a gourd. It's, it's a, a gourd. gourd. Okay. Yeah. And it's made in a wood fired oven. Uh huh. Mostly with Parmesan and ricotta. This actually sounds good. Yeah. I would have a zucchetta. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, stay to the end of the podcast and you'll find out what zucchetta is. It's also what Greek people call stupid people. Yeah. Also, you'll find Stop the recipe. Zucchetta. Uh, you can get the recipe right now from John. You just described it. What is it again? It's a yellow gourd. Cheese and a yellow gourd. Okay. <laughs> and you got to put it in a wood-fired oven. Salt to taste. Salt to taste. There you go. <laughs> zucchetta. It's not the answer, but we'll go with it. <laughs> All right. Tonight, uh, our bourbon is from Heritage Distilling Company. That's funny. And uh, it's... I I like just a couple things from Heritage, but they're doing something right because their their uh, marketing is outstanding. They have several locations. People like their whiskey. I'm not a super fan of all their whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love their Elk Rider Rye, and then we had the Stifler's Mom Stifles. <laughs> um, we had the Stifles uh, Rye and Four Grain whiskey, and that was really really good. But you know, for the price. Their price point, though, I don't think I don't think it's worth their price point. Yeah, I I agree. the The Stifler's one, Stifles, Stifles, Stifles. It was like eighty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, uh, and some of the other ones that we had, I thought were better. Yeah, I would rather have. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I the one thing I do appreciate that they're doing, I think what they've done is they've created an approachable bourbon mm-hmm. by making it sweet yeah it's they, like it's very sweet it's very sweet yeah. and i don't particularly like that that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad it's just bad for me yeah uh and they do have like the the gin that i had <coughs> drawn a blank on what it was called navy strength do i have the i did have the navy strength yeah i actually really liked it yeah i had uh, the flora gin and that was actually really good yeah i think the gins are they yeah. seem to be yeah. decent yeah. um their base bourbon yeah. is all right yeah uh, some of the other ones i didn't care for as much but yeah I mean, it was just, we've had better. We've had better for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And the um, 
the cocktails that her wife's had oh, they were, uh, really good. were fantastic. Yeah. So like maybe that's where they're like getting their in. It's like we're maybe not a neat whiskey drinker. I mean, I'm sure they do. There's a lot of people that will drink it neat, but they're like killing it with their cocktails. Yeah. So maybe the, their, their approach is, I mean, I haven't looked at their about or anything like that and it's fine, but I, maybe their approach is <clears throat> our whiskey is for, for cocktails. You know, or it goes well with these kind of cocktails. I mean, yeah. right here I'm looking at on their website for the Elk Rider Bourbon Whiskey, which is what we're trying tonight. Recipe su- suggestions, bourbon limeade and bourbon bourbon ginger mule. Yeah. So that sounds terrible. A bourbon ginger mule? Yeah. Ooh. Well, let's taste this <clears throat> and find out maybe if. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're but wrong. again, I also don't drink a lot of mules. I don't like a lot of sweetness in any of my drinks. Even when I yeah, drink I'm, I'm gin. Like my go-to cocktails are vodka soda and gin and soda. Thank you I for like, aerating this, by the way. Yeah, of course, no problem. It looks like pee. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like gin and sodas because yeah. I like the flavor of gin. Yeah. And when you drink Navy Strength gin, you should always mix it with something. <laughs> Cut it because it's very, very <laughs> heavy. Well, I don't like. Uh, so I had the Flora gin, and it was it was really nice. I'm not a big gin drinker, and I think. The problem is, is that in the past, I've always had it with tonic, mm-hmm. and I do not like tonic water. Nope. So I think that's part of the problem. Uh, this says on their website, Elk Rider Bourbon is a classic American-style rich and creamy bourbon. Aged less than two years in new American oak barrels, it boasts a slight smoky taste with notes of honey, walnut, plantain, oak, and berries. The Elk Rider series is, is inspired by the 19th century pioneer family of heritage distilling company's founders. While settling parts of Washington's Olympic National Park prior to statehood, they became famous for domesticating and riding the majestic elk. Today, we're proud to share the tales of the elk riders as proof of the uniquely American notion that, inside each of us, is a yearning to do something extraordinary that will be shared for generations. Every spirit has a story. Register trademark. What's yours? <laughs> they register that trademark. That's pretty funny. I actually like that, though. Every spirit has a story. Ooh. Okay. Can you imagine riding an elk? I mean, they're kind of like horses. That'd be wild. Like one that had antlers? Wild. Dang. Yeah. Uh, this is a double gold medal winner from Cigar and Spirits magazine. It also won golden medal, best of category from the American Distilling Institute in 2015, and a bronze medal for the 50 best in 2019. It's 46%, 92 proof. And uh, let's give it a sniffer. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice on the nose. Mm -hmm. I get pears and Mm -hmm. sweet fruits. I get sweet fruits. A little bit floral. Mm -hmm. Not not overly sweet, though. But yeah, like pear is right. Like a a just barely right pear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, Smells great. And there's that like little bit of like mustiness. I don't like, get musty. Like blue, like blue cheese. I know you don't get musty. You don't get misty either. Anyway, cheers. <laughs> it tastes like a young bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Mm-mm. The nose is much more complex than the the flavor. It's got a nice <clears> nose <throat> on it. I like that that pear kind of light sweetness, yeah. uh, kind of bright summering a bit, but there's just not much going on. <clears throat> no, it's, it. it's, um, very alcohol forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like big in the mouth. 
God, I hate saying these things. You know all about that, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> second sip. Yeah, there's more sweetness in the second sip mm-hmm. now that my mouth is not like, oh, oh what do you do? I don't get the nutty stuff. I don't get the walnut plantain. Oh, I get the walnut. Do you? Yeah, I like that. that. I don't get berries. I get oak though. Like, like not that it's young. Not the nutty part of the walnut, but like <clears throat> when you eat a walnut and it feels like it dries out your mouth, mm-hmm. that's what it's mm. doing. It's like that kind of uh, tannic kind of. Yeah, flavor. I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get that. Stringent. Yeah, this is actually not bad. This is actually really good. Yeah, and this would be good mixed with some things. Mm-hmm. The bourbon limeade they say is. Uh, let's see the recipe here. Uh, bitters, two dashes of bitter housewife, lime, coriander, bitters, uh, one ounce of Demira, De, Demerara syrup, one ounce of lime juice and two ounces of elk rider bourbon. So I like limeades. Mm-hmm. I like limoncellos. And, um, I think this would be fine. I think it's syrup that you're talking. It's like simple syrup, but it's made with <clears throat> Demura sugar, which is like raw sugar. Oh, Okay. So it's 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 the brown kind of chunky sugar you see in the store. It's really common in old fashions because it has a bit of a molasses flavor. Yeah, um, we made a we made a cocktail on the podcast using um, Demerara sugar sugar cubes. Yeah, it's also a very common sugar to use in Belgian ales, the candy sugar. Mm. Uh, adding sugar to a beer when you you'll often do it when you want the alcohol t- content to go to get higher, but not impact the flavor. So like if you're making a golden strong <clears throat> ale, the idea is that it's still a really light beer, but you want the alcohol content to be like 9%. Yikes. I did that for my birthday once and I don't remember a lot. <laughs> <laughs> was it good though? It was delicious. Actually, I don't know I why it, you're not making more beer. It, it might've been. It's like a waste. Actually, I think it was Helen's birthday. Yeah. She asked me to make a Duvel clone. Mm. Um, so for, I owe her a lot of beers, but for a long time I was making her a beer on her birthday for a her birthday every year. And one year she asked for a Duvel clone. So I made one and it was fucking great. I kegged it and we had a party out on our back deck and it, it should not have been in a keg because mm. it's like one of those cases where you just walk by and you're like, Oh, I'll just top it off. But it's a 9% beer. And I was <laughs> drinking like a 3% beer. I got so drunk that I felt terrible the next day, but man, that beer was good. <laughs> That sounds great. I wish you'd make more beers. And to answer your question earlier, uh, aerate your whiskey? Yes and no. It's okay to pour it in a glass and swirl it around, but it's unnecessary to pour it through a, a Venturi wine aerator. Does it do anything or is it just it doesn't do anything? There's no point. There's no point. That's okay. why. Um, by swirling it in your glass, of course, you're aerating it, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and you're releasing more aromatic compounds. And, <clears throat> and then... Um, you're releasing more of the alcohol vapors too by doing it mm. like this. So um, you can counteract a higher alcohol by adding a few drops of water. We already know that. And you don't need to aerate whiskey like you would aerate, aerate red wine, but some air and water will bring out more flavors. There you go. I don't think it hurts it, but it's it's not worth it. We'll say that. It's <clears throat> actually interesting. It That last sip was almost... Almost like drinking um, a low, a lightly peated scotch. Yeah, there's the smoky. There's like a smokiness to smoky it. Smoky right? and honey. Yeah. Oh, this is really good. Yeah. Like, I've never had this like, one before. And every is, single taste is a little bit different. It's like oddly complex 
on ice, this would probably be yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I'll be drinking this tonight on ice. Mm-hmm. I like. <clears throat> I'll be honest. I I prejudged Heritage because the very first thing I had was a brown sugar bourbon. They marketed the hell. Yeah, out I don't of like it, that. And people love it. And I think it's terrible. Yeah, I think it's sweet too. Yeah, I yeah. don't like. I don't like it. But people love it. Let them love it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Their twelfth so, man was okay too. Was it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I did have that. I guess. I don't know. I guess all I knew was the the brown sugar bourbon. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's just not good. I feel the same way about flavored vodkas. I just don't like them. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of vodkas anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. I'm a big fan of vodka, <clears throat> but I think I'll be drinking. I definitely think I'll be drinking t- this tonight on ice while we watch the Huskies. Yes, go Ducks! Yeah, the championship football game. Our uh, our hometown heroes, University mm-hmm. of Washington Huskies, are finally doing it. Uh, they didn't coog it this year, so that's good. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, Cooks. And uh, that kind of brings us when we're talking about uh, you guys coming over for dinner and watching the game tonight and us uh, doing a little podcast here. Uh, we talked about the unhealthy relationship people might have with, or we thought this would be a good topic. We didn't mm-hmm. talk about it because we need it for podcast yeah. fodder. Yeah, we, <clears throat> but yeah, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's on my mind a lot. Um, and I, I'll be honest at some point I was a little overly excited about Seahawks and Sounders and, I don't know when I had the realization that this is. Dumb. Was it after they didn't hand it to Marshawn? Uh, no, it was. Well, I was mad about that. I think it was before that where I was starting to get my shit together. I think one time, actually, the catalyst was one year. So if if you're not a uh, soccer fan, if you don't follow Major League Soccer, um, you you wouldn't know this. But if you do, you know that their games are all over the place. They could be a Tuesday or a Thursday or Saturday or Sunday, and at noon or at seven, it's just like. With the NFL, it's very consistent. Like, you got Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and the Thursday and Mondays are rare. So almost every game's on Sunday, and you kind of plan around it. And like they, they, I was waiting for the calendar to come out for the Sounders because I am a huge soccer fan. I love the Sounders. God, Sounder and games are so much fun. They are to go so to. much fun. And Helen said, "I'm not planning my year around the Sounders mm. cattle, uh, calendar." Oh, I remember their that. schedule. And it kind of got me thinking. Like, oh, am I like? Devoting my life to something that doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Like I'm planning my life around something I'm not even playing yeah, in. Like yeah. I enjoy it. I get a lot of joy out of, out of it. But like I shouldn't forego other things I get joy out of for that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't wait to plan things at the risk of missing out on other things that would be better because of their schedule that's not predictable. Yeah. So I think that's part of where it started. <clears throat> and then also like Helen, I used to have season tickets to Seahawks. And we both have the same mentality. Like, if you're an opposing fan that shows up in my stadium, I'm going to talk shit to you. But I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to pick a fight. Like, there's a difference between, like, like ribbing and, like, talking shit and then, like, telling people they're stupid and trying to pick fights with them. And, that and like, there were a lot of people around us that would do that, and we didn't understand. Like, there were two guys behind us that were regular... 49ers fans and we would be relentless shit talkers to them, but it was always with a smile and they, they like, they accepted it. They're like, we're in your stadium. We should be getting shit talked. That's fine. And they would talk back and it was fun. It was really fun. Like yeah. they're people that like when the game's over, no matter who, 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 no matter who won or lost, yeah, we would still have a drink with them. Right. Like, yeah, it wasn't a big, like, yeah, I'm not in the game. Yeah, I'm I know. not playing. Yeah. I have like nothing to win or lose here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't actually get bragging rights. Pride, and this, is, and this is where I find it really funny. People <clears throat> brag about their team being the best. Yeah, but they did nothing to make that happen. Mm-mm. 
like Patriots fans are insufferable mm-hmm. and they think somehow they had a part. You would know you're over there. Yeah. It's obnoxious. But you had <laughs> nothing to do with it. You weren't there. <clears throat> Steelers fans are the same way. Well, you know, in the seventies, Steelers are real good. Yeah. You're 25 years old. What the fuck do you know about yeah. that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I just don't understand this obsession that people have with like, be excited, celebrate your team. We love competition. I love competition, but like it should not rule your life. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. So like uh, prioritizing sports over your life, that's something I gave up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I got too many other things going on that I can't just, you know, I, I would, I would like to watch a game, but it's not the end of the world. And mm-hmm. I, and it actually was something I had to tell myself because I was like, no, I got to watch the game. It's Sunday. I got to watch the game. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I just wasted four hours sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. doing nothing doing nothing except getting aggravated half mm-hmm. the time which yeah, right. wasn't awesome mm-hmm. and then the whole rest of my day if the team lost i'd be like well ugh, i'm in a bad mood now i can't believe they lost yeah. i can't believe that call i can't believe like why are you letting it impact impact you i would do yes. the same thing like i shouldn't be upset by that yeah uh and that's part of the emotional distress that being a super fan is sometimes is that you know it's like your whole day is gone it's like mm-hmm. that's that's weird um and then i kind of started seeing it as like uh, it's worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go to a temple and you worship at this temple and everyone sings the same songs and cheers the same things and booze the enemy. And, and, uh, I mean, I like, like, I, like you said, I like competition too, but I, I saw it as often very cult-like mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Cause again, like you said, like, what am I really getting out of this? Like <laughs> no one's paid me the $50 million to yeah. stand on the sideline and I'm cheer paying them to do their job. Yeah. And I'm getting nothing in return. And when they're asking for like $200 a ticket for what? Yeah. To sit there and pay $12 for a beer. Yeah. And yell at the guy behind me. Who's obviously not the same fan as I am. And Mm -hmm. yeah, get like a $12 beer. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like $400 down the drain. Yeah. And what do I got to show for it? Oh, we lost. Fuck them. Maybe next year. (laughs) I know. And like, I don't understand that. I get the passion. Be excited. Yeah. Yell, scream, whatever. Picking fights over it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, letting it ruin your life and your day. Yeah. Fine. Like, a bunch of kids are going to play for the national championship this afternoon. Yeah. We should be celebrating that people are being the best at what they do. Yes, the regardless best. Regardless of yeah. what they do. And I get to watch that. Yep. So, like, we've talked about this before where, like, I think jazz is shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little harsh. You like jazz? <laughs> you like? I don't, I don't particularly like jazz. Mm-hmm. But I do love watching people be the best at what they do the do the thing that they're the best at. So like musicians are a good example. I, I don't like I might hate the music, but I certainly do appreciate a talented musician. Sure. And and I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it, even if I don't necessarily like the music. I try to get this through to Tate. Like you might not like it, but you should appreciate how great people can be at things. Yep. You know, like I don't think we, we Like they're the time. best in their field. Yeah. Is a remarkable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the NFL is a good example of this. There's not that many players in the NFL compared to the number of people in this country or people that have played that sport. Oh, yeah. they Even the guy that sits on the bench and never plays is still a very talented football player. And we should celebrate that these are very talented people and not pick fights over it. Yep. Like we are privileged enough that we we get to watch these leisure activities and enjoy it. Like there's a lot of places – like can you imagine – Living in a country, like third world country, where you're like just trying to survive and thinking and being like completely obsessed with the 49ers. <laughs> like, how weird would that be? It'd be really weird. Like, I don't have to, I, I can't eat today 
Yeah. But go 49 or Yeah, I'm going to spend the next four <laughs> hours trying to watch a game that I'm well, not even well, playing. Sure. It's then, a circus, right? Yeah. You know, give them food and distraction and they'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what it is. And when you live in a privileged country like this, you know, you can afford to sit for four hours and watch football and eat. Because you're not trying to figure out how to not die. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that is true. That's that's a great point, Johnny. That's a really good point. One of the one of the things that I noticed, um, I watched the Seahawks game off and on yesterday. I spent most of the time really reading. Um, but every now and then I'd turn it on and Dana's like, I thought you were reading. It's like, I just want to see the score. <laughs> because I knew that they were in the play, like they're in a wild card they might and they be were able to make the Yeah, playoffs. they might be able. And I just thought it, you know, maybe it would be cool to see if they, they yeah. went. And uh it's fun to watch. Yeah. But they were they were lousy, so I just turned it off and kept reading. It was pretty bad. Yeah, but I saw commercials for the UFL. Yeah. So now we, we just don't have fall ball. Yeah, we have all ball. We have all, all. ball. You're <laughs> going into spring and the summer, mm-hmm. and there's going to be fanatics for that now. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then, I mean, people obsessed with football are going to be like, yes, and they're going to get the third stringers, you know, to play UFL. Do you think it'll be that popular? I think they're going to start making it popular. They're already promoting I mean, the shit out of it. I mean, they tried the XFL, but it was like... But now it's it's the XFL and the UFL combined yeah, so together. The, the problem the XFL, XFL had was <clears throat> they were trying to compete compete with the NFL, yeah. which you're not going to do. There's yeah. too much money there. Um, but I, I do love that the players were allowed to put whatever name they wanted on their jerseys. That's one of the best <laughs> things ever. <laughs> I think they need to bring back the X League. The women's the lingerie, lingerie football. football. <laughs> Did they do away with that? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, they still have it. The Legends Football League, the LFL 2003. Uh, yeah, they're still they're still going. I love uh, I love the shirts where the boobs uh, stick out at the bottom of the that's not a shirt. shoulder that's pads. A, that's a bra. That's a bra. Uh, that's nice. Uh, that'll get guys watching. I don't know why they just don't incorporate that. Into the NFL? Uh, yeah, put a couple of these ladies in there and the teams. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they play flag football. So, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're tackling, are they? Uh, I don't, I've never watched it, to be honest I with you. I don't know. This is not my wheelhouse. This is my, not my expertise. It's not bad. I bet you if they put this out there, uh, they would thought, get a lot of people watching. Washington Warriors. No, that's they, Washington, I thought DC. they did tackle. It's flag. Why do they wear pads if it's flag? Oh, Seattle Mist is yeah, the. Yeah, the Seattle Mist. That's right. Is our, is our team. Kent, Washington. They play at the Shower Center. Oh, yeah. So do they play on smaller fields? Yeah, I think they do. Oh. So speaking of sports that I really can get behind. Good and I, Lord. I, I love the, uh, this is a women's sports. Uh, I think if you have an, an unhealthy obsession with sports, you should go to a roller derby match, a women's roller derby match. So here it's the Rat City Roller Girls, and they have four teams that the Rat City Roller Girls <clears> is like <throat> the, the top team that actually travels around the country and does bouts, but they have four teams locally that do bouts against each other. And it is so much fun. And like, it's very competitive. It can be very violent, but at the end, the, the opposing teams pick the MVP of the other team. Oh, that's kind of cool. And they like, like at least here, I don't know if this is the way it is everywhere. I've only seen a couple bouts here, but they're like, they like pick the MVP and give them flowers and celebrate them. And it's somebody who they're, they are competing against and they're celebrating how great somebody did on that, on the other team. I think it's such a good way to, to think it's a very healthy way to think about the competition. Like anyone who's ever played a sport knows who the best person on the field is. Like you can point to him. You're like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that guy, he's 
clearly the most athletic, the best person in the sport. Um, why is it wrong when you're the competition to celebrate how good that person is? We yeah. should celebrate. That. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Like you should feel it a privilege that to would be, be able to compete with that person. Yeah. They're like so good. It's good sportsmanship. And I get to play with them. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And they might have just completely dominated me. Fine. But I I do appreciate that. It's like looking at somebody who is doing their best. And it sucks to lose, of course, but it like reframes it as like we're competing. It's it's okay to lose. Somebody's gonna lose. Every game somebody loses. Yeah. That doesn't mean the other team is awful people. Yeah. They might be awful people, but yeah, I mean, we don't know really, don't know. but yeah. But it doesn't make them, they're not your enemies. It's true. You're playing sports. <laughs> You're playing sports. Yeah. Dwight, what's your take? What's the argument here? NBA, WNBA. One is a sport, one is a joke. I love sports, I love jokes. Room for all. Man. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from The Office. Dwight, what a turd. <laughs> I like sports. I like jokes. Room for all. <laughs> uh, the other one is the uh, financial thing. I know a lot of people get into gambling. Thankfully, I've never gotten into gambling. Um, but you know, there like we talked about already. There's a there's a financial edge to this when you start going to see some mm-hmm. tickets and all that stuff. If you can afford it, great. Have fun. Bring people with you. That's great. Um, but you know, for a family that's, you know, a growing family and stuff, it's just, sometimes it's just not economical. Yeah. When we had our season tickets, we treated it like a trip. Mm-hmm. We said, okay, so we can either buy season tickets or we can take a trip somewhere mm-hmm. like a week to 10 day trip or we have season tickets. And we made that conscious decision to take those eight to 10 games as opposed to taking a trip. And at the time it was worth it. We had so much fun doing it, but then they started jacking up the prices because the Seahawks got good. Yeah. It wasn't worth it anymore, so we we bailed. Yep. But in the moment, like we thought about it very logically. We didn't just jump on it and like <laughs> live life or go watch a yeah. game. Auction our family off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we well so so we did it for several years, and we did it because it wasn't just going to the game. We created a day around it. We would get up early. We'd go to FX McRory's, watch early game. We became friends with people who worked. Oh there, yeah, that's fun. And we sat at the Oyster Bar, and it's always the same crowd. So it was like. It was a community of people that we would that we would connect with, and we had a really good time with. And so it was a lot like being on a trip where you know you make new friends and yeah. you're having a good time. It's a full day thing, but then you go home and sleep in your own bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when it be, it kind of became not fun when it was like three hundred dollars a ticket and like like that's just too much. Like the amount of money that we would have continued to spend on it was like not worth it. Right when. When your tickets cost so much that if you needed to resell them, you'd have to resell them at a loss. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Like, I don't mind face value, but there was one year where uh, our our friend Gene was like, hey, if you can't go in any games, let me know. I'll buy your tickets from you. And we're like, okay, they're either $225 or $275. That's face value. Yep. I'm not trying to, like, make money off you. And he's like, mm, no, I'll just go sit somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go. I think it's better to go to a bar anyways and sit with people yeah, and watch fun. the game. And that's fun too. I mean, you're still spending money, but not, you might be $200 in drinks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, some of the other things with, um, you know, this obsession with sports, you can have conflict in relationships. I've heard of, um, I've heard of marriages where, um, especially the husband, he's not paying any attention to his wife. Um, or, you know, no one can bother them on that day. Um, and that's, that's not healthy necessarily. It should just be a thing. It, it, and, and the other unhealthy obsession that could attach to that is that it might be a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. 
you know, where you're trying to escape. And I'm guilty of those things too. You know, there's, and, and I used to do that to Dana too. It's like, well, the game is on. Like I'd get like really frustrated. It's like, well, I'm watching this game. I mean, can't you see that I'm watching this game? Mm-hmm. And then looking back, I was like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> it's not, it should never be the most important thing. <laughs> I know, but you get, you get sucked in, mm-hmm. man. And I think that's the thing is that you just get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I mean, everyone has like their obsession that maybe sometimes that they're, they go a little too far on. And that's just all it's saying is that you have to have balance in your life. You mm-hmm. have to. You have to realize that although you might feel like this is important, um, it's it's probably not in the grand scheme of things. Like maybe mm-hmm. someone's tombstone out there says he liked sports or he died watching football. Yeah, but or, do you want it to say that? Or like go Hawks or something on their tombstone. <laughs> but to, like, to that but point, it won't matter in the end. To that point, like there is nothing about what happens in that game that actually affects your life. No. Yeah. It's not solving world problems. Like if you didn't know, yeah, you, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like it only matters because you know, and you care. Yeah. But like if there was a blackout and you couldn't watch it, the outcome of that game does not matter. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let it go. Yeah. Enjoy it. It should be enjoyed. It's fun. Yeah, and just for the record, John and I are not teetotalers of sports. Um, I love sports. I love competition. I love sports. Yeah, I do too. And and uh, yeah, I do. I like the competition, but I I have to remind myself this isn't this isn't what you're looking for, Wes. No, <laughs> you do the Jedi mind trick. I do. I really do. That's These not are not the for. sports you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I just sometimes if if I feel like I'm getting frustrated, I'll just turn it off, mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll I'll go back and look at the end just to see how it turned out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just even um, my nephew at the last Husky game. So uh, my daughter Sophia was over at their house watching the Husky game, and my older nephew Ben was so wrapped up in it and so like tense and stressed out that when they finally won the game, he cried for a half hour. Like that's too much. Like someone had to like hold him and console him. Because, but that's a lot of us feel that when we're mm-hmm. watching those. I mean, you know, I was standing up at the last like minute because mm-hmm. I couldn't sit down, I couldn't contain myself because I was like, "This is insane! I can't believe this!" And that whole time, I'm also reminding myself like, "It doesn't matter if they lose, Wes. Just, just a game, just a game." And I'm an adult, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to talk myself down because it's that easy to get like worked up, and it's mm. probably going to happen tonight where I'm going to be like, "Fuck!" Get excited! Or yeah, drag that asshole off the field. <laughs> What are you doing? Dude. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Even as I talk about it now, I feel that, that like, oh, why could they just do this? I mean, luckily it turned out, but. Well, and that's like the beauty of sports and competition yeah. is like, we can get wrapped up in it. We can feel it. We get emotion. We get emotional and we should get emotional because yeah. it like feels good and bad. And it reminds us that we're alive, but it should not dictate our, yeah. dictate our lives. And that's the bottom line. Like if they had lost, if the Huskies had won or lost, it shouldn't matter. Be excited, be sad, whatever, and move on. When it's over, it's over. Go do the next thing. Yep. Go dogs. Go coops. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's it for us tonight here at Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Hopefully, uh, you don't take too much offense of our takes on uh, sports ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, and thank I you for listening. Ball. Yeah, I do too. And hockey ball. Yeah, hockey ball's fun too. And uh, tonight, uh, we had the Slippery Pig Brewing Company Co- Cafe Cocina Espresso Stout, which was delicious, really good. And the Heritage Elk Rider, which actually surprised me. Yeah, me too. And it got better as it sat, as it yeah. aired out, aerated. Yeah. 
so to speak. Uh, this is episode 87, and uh, the Balderdash word of the podcast was... Zucchini fries. Yeah, zucchini fries. I'll do the pronunciation again here. Zucchetta. Zucchetta. Thank you. Zucchini fries. Zucchetta. So zucchetta actually is, in the Roman Catholic Church, the skullcap of an ecclesiastic. Oh. Yep. Who knew? A uh, priest is black. A uh, bishop wears a purple one. A cardinal wears red. And the pope wears... White. A white one. Not racist. Also, written as Zucchetto as well. Zucchetto. I bet Helen knew that. She might have, actually. Zucchetto. You should ask her. Uh, hopefully, folks, by now you're listening uh, to us on one of the modern podcast apps. Mm-hmm. And we got it all figured out. Uh, thank you, Blueberry, for setting up a time with me and, and uh, trying to get to me during the holiday. I know that was hard for you, and sometimes there's only one guy working at these things, so we really appreciate all that these guys are doing at the Podcasting 2.0. Thank you, Michelle, for coming down and doing a quick little interview, and thank you, everyone, for uh, helping us produce this show at Beer, Burr, and Balderdash. Again, this is episode 87, and uh, coming up for the next month, John and I are going dry. Going dry. We're going dry, so you're going to hear some stuff about athletic brewing, um, I don't think we're going to do too many of the non-alcoholic liquors. Yeah, they're not not the best. They're not great. We might be able to, if we can find one that, that has great reviews that aren't bullshit. Yeah, but it might be just uh, a near beer and a lot of balderdash. Yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> Maybe some hop water because those are actually pretty popular. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's all about cleansing. It's all about the cleansing. Uh, you can uh, support us by going to beerbourbonbalderdash.com. Uh, you can send us some Satoshis when we get all that shit figured out. And uh, I think that's it. Fuck. <laughs> you said uh, the song's not even too over. Too early. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the show. Instagram, X, and Balderdash Boys at protonmail.com. Leave us a comment. And uh, we will, uh, or leave us a voicemail even on our phone, which I don't have the number for, so that was really stupid of me to say. Good night, everybody. Good night. Fuck. (laughs) I got the point. I did it. Yeah, that was good. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Oh, let's do the jing.